Good morning, good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the We Dream podcast. And we have some amazing people on today. It's a double trouble episode because we got two, not one guest. Deuce and Mo are on with us today. Uh, if you don't know Deuce and Mo, you've been living under a rock, but we got you covered on the We Dream podcast. Deuce and Mo, how are you doing today? Doing awesome, man. Appreciate you having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And as, as I said, it's an honor to have you on the We Dream podcast. Um, Deuce and Mo, Dave Mason and Morgan Reagan, aka Deuce and Mo, are the on talent, on air talent for the Stockton Kings, and they have their own podcast. We're going to talk about as well as the Be Heard platform. We're going to cover all that today. And before we get into our intro, um, we got to hear your guys' intro because there's a signature, amazing voice, you know. And we got to hear those vocals. So Deuce he has agreed with us. Really, I'm putting him on the spot, but uh, he's agreed with us. We'll just say that. Um, he's going to share his uh, his intro with us right now. You, you know what's great? It. What's great about that, Gavin? I mean, everyone just assumes that's me singing. That is not me singing on <laughs> our intro. You. It's not me. I mean, I could I could give you a little sample. It's not me. Deuce can't even sing like this. That's the thing. Oh man! Well, take it as a compliment. I thought that was you, man. With the <laughs> you you don't want to hear Deuce even try and sing the intro. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, then we'll go ahead and roll our intro. DJ, roll the cut, and we'll be right back. Yes, we can. I have a dream. I have a dream. Yes, we can. I have a dream. All right, listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us today. As I mentioned, we have Deuce and Mo. Um, how are you two doing as far as quarantine? It's been super stormy in Sacramento, um, been trapped inside. What have you guys been up to? I mean, it's just been a lot of basketball, right? A lot of NBA games are on. A lot of good football is on right now. Obviously, now we're going to have to wait a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl. But um, I think it's just been heavy basketball and a lot of podcasting. Yeah, it's like, okay, what are we going to do to take that next step? I think when the quarantine first started, you know, it hits everyone differently. And it's like, okay, what is really happening right now? And it gave us time, you know, to reflect and go, okay, we were doing this podcast when we first started five days a week, then we took a year off. And then we were doing it once a week, we need to start doing this about four times a week. So we kind of recommitted to that it's been growing. So our focus has been on churning out as much content as possible. Right. And you guys are busy. And one of the questions I love to ask to open up nowadays, um, it's all about mental health and, you know, what people are doing to kind of keep that sanity. So um, because you guys are so busy and you have a tight schedule and a lot of what you do is, is virtual and on computers, um, what have you both been doing? We'll start with uh, Mo, um, just to kind of keep that mental health during these times. No, that's a, that's a great question because I, I, I'm lucky enough that we've created this platform to keep us busy and to do what we love almost every single day. But in the beginning of quarantine, when I didn't have that, I did feel lost and I wasn't sure what to do. So I was really soaking in the sun. Um, I know that sounds funny. I remember just going out in the backyard or just going outside to a park where it, you know, nobody was. And I would just soak in the rays and really like appreciate nature again, sounds funny, but it was the only thing that was truly keeping me sane because I couldn't watch hours and hours and hours of random television and stay on my phone the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's been the biggest challenge for almost everyone over the last year, going back to 2020 is just there, you know, you had the election, you mm -hmm. had George Floyd getting murdered, 
right? The protests after that, then you had, they're, they're just nonstop. Uh, the Kobe passing of Kobe Bryant, right? It's just a lot of emotion. So it's hard to, you know, stay in a positive mindset sometimes, especially when you're quarantined. It's like, hey, typically what I do is I'm working out. I'm going to go yeah. get a good workout in. I, and if I'm at my peak, I'm going to meditate for five minutes and feel good about myself. But this time has been challenging because gyms are shut down. So all of a sudden it's like, how are you going to find ways to um, stay positive, stay uplifted? It's been challenging. And I think I've also accepted like, hey, there's going to be sometimes you don't feel okay. And yeah. that's, that's okay too. Like you don't need to feel positive 100 you know, 100% every single day. It's like, no, like we're human and there are going to be some days you're down. Now you got to get out of it and figure out ways to get through that and overcome those obstacles. But uh, yeah, it, it's just been tough for everybody. Yeah, it had. And like you said, a lot of heavy stuff that's happened um, in this past year. And, and I, I imagine a bright spot in your light has at least been little pupsters. I mean, spill the beans. Who, who's the new puppy? You guys oh, have? man, I got my guy Carlin. Uh, about a month ago, French bulldog who is now sleeping right now. But yeah, it's been great. You know, uh, you talk about mental health and I'm not saying, hey, if you're feeling blue, go get a dog or anything. Oh, I mean, it's a big responsibility, but it is incredible that like you could be having kind of a down day, get home from work and this little guy's running up to you, shaking his butt, so excited to see you, just wiggling. And it, it does bring you some joy. And you know, having a puppy is a challenging thing. It's yeah. a lot of work. You got to deal with potty training and the weird sleep schedules and all that stuff. But it's also so rewarding. And Gavin, breaking news too. I'm actually going to be getting a puppy next week. So then they could be podcast pups and do their <laughs> own podcast together. Yeah, of course. And the reason it's the same kind of concept. It was like, I reached this point in my life of, I just, I, I always push it back. I go, oh, I don't have time. I don't have the finances. I don't have this. And finally, I'm like, figure it out, Morgan. Just figure it out because it's something that you've wanted for so long and you've wanted to do for so long. Just kind of roll through the punches and go through that hardship journey with this puppy and with these puppies who can be, you know, puppy brothers and enjoy <laughs> each other. So um, it's just, it's been nice having Carlin around and I'm excited too to add uh, a little podcast pup next to him. Nice. We'll be looking out for those featurettes of the yeah. puppy, puppy play days. Awesome. Well, um, I'd love to ask you guys and get into it because you guys are Deuce and Mo podcast, the one and only. Um, I'd love to ask you, how did you get started in broadcasting your careers? Um, I'll start with Mo for this one. How did you get into the broadcast game? Oh, I love this question because it all started with when I was like 15 years old and I was fortunate enough to be at a high school that had a media program and this media program, they had fantastic equipment like teleprompters, green screens, soundboards. And so that's where my passion first started. And I also played basketball in my life. So then that's where the sports came in. I even then moved to LA, trying doing TV there. And then when I came back, that's when I started getting internships. And this is when it all really started was with uh, ABC 10. It was News 10 at the time. I started an internship with the sports department there. Then I met, met Dave Deuce Mason, who was working at Sports 1140 KHK. And he's like, hey, you seem like you'd be good in radio too. You have a voice for this and um, maybe you should check it out. And then I started an internship there. And then from there, it was just relationship building, trying to find my way to create these 
non-paid internships into jobs. And that's where it just kind of went from there into local television with Good Day Sacramento as a reporter and then making connections with the Sacramento Kings and even building that role all the way up to being a G League color analyst. But I would say the number one thing that really kept us going in between gigs and everything was having this podcast. Our own independent platform was um, something that was incredible because it's your own and you get to choose when you want to do it. But the amount of time you put into it will really show because if you don't do that much with it, then it's not going to grow and you're not going to grow uh, within your career as well. So that was uh, in a nutshell for me. I love, I love that because um, I've talked about it before on the podcast, especially with PJ, as you guys know, um, the narrative aspect and how owning your own, you know, stuff and you can push your own narrative out. There's no, there's no strings attached, no red tape. Um, which is awesome. You guys have that going on. Um, what about early days for you, um, Deuce? What, what was that looking like? I was the same. I knew at a young age, I, I was just obsessed with TV. I was obsessed with radio at the time. I used to like call into radio stations, watch the local news. And then I love sports. I didn't have a dad in my life. Um, most of my life, he was in and out of prison. And my home life was kind of chaotic. So sports for me was always an escape, you know, and it was like, I'll never forget the first time I ever watched an NBA game. I saw this huge man dunk the basketball and I was in awe. It was Shaquille O'Neal playing for the Orlando Magic and it just sucked me in. And from there, I knew like, okay, I want to work somewhere in this industry. It just seems fun to be in it. And uh, I, when I went to high school, I joined the high school newspaper, became an editor there. And then I was working on the Del Camp. I went to Del Campo High School, worked on their television uh, station there. And then when I was 16, I was like on this message board called kingstalk.com. It doesn't exist anymore. And I used to post after every game, we talking about the game with all these adults, super weird. But um, I, I there was someone there that I, I knew who knew someone at KHCK, the, the sports station in town that I was obsessed with. I'd listen to games, I'd listen to all the talk shows, I'd call in, I, would, I was obsessed. And I just wanted to get my foot in the door. And I begged and begged and begged. And somehow, that person was like, okay, hey, you're allowed to come in and shadow for a day. We'll see where it goes from there. I was 16 years old. And so I'm like, oh my God, I am at the radio station I want to work at. So I got like this unofficial internship because you can't be an intern. You're in high school. I can't get college credit at this point. So it was kind of a hush hush thing. I would go in after school and I'd screen phone calls. And from there, I just kind of kept my mouth shut and just didn't make anyone mad. And I just observed, I soaked it all in. And by the time I was out of high school, I had a part-time board operator job, which was controlling all the mics and commercials and stuff like that. And I was doing that on weekends. And then that evolved into full-time eventually. And then involved to being a producer. And I took a producing job in San Francisco, did that for a year, came back here. And it just, I, all throughout, to Morgan's point, is it was relationships and building authentic relationships. I think so many times we talk about networking and I don't know what it is. And maybe I'm just looking too much into it. I hate that phrase because networking to me sounds like you're handing a business card or, a, you know, meeting someone LinkedIn, LinkedIn and saying, Hey, I have a connection. No, it's about authentic relationships. And throughout the years going to Kings games, uh, credential when I wasn't getting paid and just talking to people, it opened doors for me in the future because they saw what I was about. They've seen what Morgan was about and people were interested in working with us. So that's kind of where it went from there. And, you know, we had some hardships too. Like we, oh. we were on the same radio show together, you know, eventually at KHDK, it was me, Morgan and Jason Ross. We were killing it middays, noon to three. 
the morning show was struggling and they thought, okay, we're going to put Deuce and Morgan on the mornings. It didn't work with who we were working with at the time. And look, it happened, whatever. And they let us go on April 1st, 2016. April Fool's Day. Yes, they did. We got let go. And that was the first moment we're like, okay, wow, this is crazy. Like not only that happened on April 1st, but okay, what's next? And you handle adversity and our mindset wasn't, we're not going to go on social media and blast people. We're not, even if we were upset and wanted to, we're going to handle this the right way. We're going to dust ourselves off, figure it out within like a week. Good day. Sacramento is calling us and like, Hey, do you guys want to do some reporting here? Do you want to try some TV? Yeah. Doing that. You know, I was still working for the Kings too, in a different role at that time. And then we decided, okay, we still want to do this sports thing. Let's launch a podcast. So we launched a do some O podcast and, kind of how it all started. I know there was a lot there to unpack, but that's kind of the story. It was just, hey, it hasn't been easy. There's been a lot of ups and downs, but I think when you love something, whether it's broadcasting or whatever you're passionate about with your career, go get it. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you didn't want to throw any shade at him, but you can look back and say, who's the fool now? April Fool's Day, man, <laughs> he got you guys. Look, you know, he's he, not there anymore. He got fired. Yeah, yeah. That, that, the guy doesn't even work in radio anymore. But, oh um, you know, it, it, that date motivates me. I know it motivates her as well. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, we didn't have to say anything, right? 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 Because the date spoke for itself. Immediately after it happened, we took a deep breath. I remember I tweeted out. I said, no longer at uh, CBS K- Sports radio. 1140 KHGK. Thanks to CBS Radio for all the good years. And it was on April 1st. So no one on social media believed it. People Everyone, were I had angry. friends hit me up, like really close friends. My best friend's like, why are you playing around? I'm like, like this I, is messed I'm up. I'm not playing around. This is a, like people even the next week were like, okay, when, when's do some Mo coming back? And we didn't go back, but it was probably the best thing that could ever happen to us because it opened other doors and other avenues up for us. And it challenged us. It was like, okay, we had been doing the radio thing for a year, but I had asp- aspirations to do more TV. I had aspirations to do more digital content. And th- that whole thing led us to, to do that. And you know, what was more rewarding actually achieving things and reaching our goals afterward rather than talking crap on social media or talking smack to anyone or putting anyone down like it it's crazy what just being positive feeling positive and doing positive things in your career can actually do uh when you just don't focus on the negative great example lebron james the other (laughs) night there was some guy on the Cavs front office that was jaw jacking at lebron after he missed a shot lebron just nodded and then you know what he did? He dropped buckets on the calves. That's kind of what our mindset was. Like, I don't need to say anything back because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go try to get buckets. Now, we've had some nice success after leaving KHGK, but our mindset isn't like, oh, we've made it now. Like, we strive to do more. We strive to continue, continue to evolve and build a podcast and, and grow our careers. Like, we, we haven't made it yet. Like, this business is a grind. We're making progress, but we still have a long way to go. You guys have made it in my eyes. You guys, you guys have got it. <laughs> I know. I appreciate that. No, look, we can all help each other. Like this, this industry has been cutthroat for so long. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think there's a shift, especially with like our generation and your generation where we're about like, we can help each other out. Having each other's back. It's it's not stabbing each other in the back. We need more creative people. We don't need to have this like hostility where it's just and look, it's a competitive industry. Like there's going to be competitiveness for jobs. I'm cool with that, but we can also help each other out. And that's kind of what, you know, I want to do with, with, with my career. Right. Well, I hope I'm not cutting any ties by uh, saying that we used to run you guys up Del Campo, man. West campus. We <laughs> soccer, man. 
I hope I'm not cutting any ties though. No, no. I just, <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I'm proud of I'm proud of the Del Campo. I mean, think about all the great people who came out of Del Campo. Oh god. Matt Barnes. Right. Dusty Baker. Deuce Mason. I mean, the, I, I could keep going if you want. No, please don't. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys have been um, not only in the game for a while, but even you guys met early on in your careers. Um, and since you've met so so early on, I got to ask you, um, let's go with Mo first. What makes Deuce an all-star great partner to work with on air? Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm on, I'm gonna be serious here because usually she takes shots at me. At I this usually point, would so take shots, ahead. but no, Gavin, I, I like that question because um you know, especially in the times that we are in now, especially when we do see white males in a lot of these higher positions, especially in broadcast, and we're not seeing a lot of diversity. What's so great about Deuce from day one, when when people weren't even talking about this, he was an ally to women. He was an ally for diversity to people of color. And it was, it was uh, really refreshing knowing that I had him and Jason Ross to kind of help me in this career as a woman it wasn't easy starting in sports radio i mean the things that i was told the things that people would say to me um how i was treated and told to just ask questions and like not have an opinion deuce and jason empowered me and deuce as a partner from day one has done that and even now he believes in my growth and instead of just settling and being like hey our podcast is good let's just keep going this way he goes hey you you gonna host tonight so i can work on my hosting skills so he can work on his analyst skills and it's like we just flip-flop things to just keep growing together and keep getting better and that's something deuce has always done for me is just like how can we make each other better because that is the best thing we can do for each other and achieve the highest goals Right. Thank you, Same question. I mean, what, what makes uh, Mo an all-star, Deuce? Well, she strives to be great, right? Like, what she just detailed is so true. Women in the sports industry have it tough. For years, it's been, if you're a female in sports television, you are mostly a sideline reporter, or maybe you're hosting a panel, and it's you asking the men questions about sports on the radio side it's again a woman they go to and go okay uh morgan and this happened this happened and radio on the, on the morning show we worked at hey morgan we just want you to ask the question so we would have a segment let's say four down territory which is looking at nfl topics all right it's time for four down territory morgan what you got and morgan would go hey so the niners beat so and so how good do you think Jimmy G could be this year? And, and then, then no input. No input. Just let the men respond, right? right? And that, to me, that that's a tough thing to battle. I, I can't imagine that because I haven't had to deal with that as a white man, right? Like, she has had to deal with that where, hey, just ask the questions. Let the men talk. That's not easy. So for her to have the confidence and not to give up it is a big deal. And I appreciate she says that we've empowered her, but, like, I, I wouldn't just, she has talent, you know, like you, and you could see the talent and you want people to hear her views and to see her growth over the last few years has been tremendous. Like where she, where she started compared to where she is now. It's crazy. I mean, even going back to when we first started the podcast, Oof. you know, I was hosting shows. She was kind of a contributor. Like she was on air more with the midday show and she'd pop in and 
you know, throw jabs at me. And we'd have, it was a great, great chemistry with Jason Ross. But in the morning, she was relegated to maybe asking questions, but never really not. Yeah, yeah, never interviewing. So when we did the podcast, it was another area where she had to grow. She had to learn to be like, hey, dude, you're with, like, you're my co-host. Like, let's go. Like, you, you got to go back and forth with me on all the topics. Yep. When we have guests on, you have to interview and you have to learn the skills of interviewing. And she crushed it. And it, it's so, it's been so fun to see where she has come. I know that I just realized I just spoke like seven and a half minutes talking about Morgan's growth, but I no, like it. it's, it, it's a big deal to me. And it's still a problem. Gavin, you know, you, you watch a lot of sports content. It's getting a little bit better. You see Mina Kimes doing some stuff on ESPN. Uh, they're putting women more in a position to actually give opinions because breaking news, women do like sports and they actually do know sports. It's not just because they think a player is cute. Like breaking news. Everyone. So, it has to get better. And I, I hope that even our podcast is like, can inspire a, a young woman or a young, you know, girl that is interested in sports to look at more and go, I can do that. Like she can go talk about sports and I can do that. Right. And imagine that young girl who's, who's watching some of those big ESPN shows. And, you know, you see it. So the formula so many times when, you know, all of a sudden you're just reduced to some sort of facilitator. And then when you try to share that opinion, it's kind of shot down, you know, and then imagine the reaction versus that to your guys's platform and, and hearing the awesome skill um, that you both have in that chemistry. So, yeah, I love that about you guys and and keep changing the game in that way. Um, I appreciate that. That's awesome stuff. Well, um, I think there is obviously some sibling rivalry. You know, I had sibling rivalry with my little brother because I spent so much time with him. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys aren't siblings, but I imagine there's, you know, a little chance that we could take, you know, a small shot, but let's keep in mind, not, you know, stabbing each other in the back. All right. So, so this one is on the flip side. Um, what is a pet peeve oh. that let's start with this one with, uh, with Deuce, what is a pet peeve that you have with Mo? And it's all love here. It's all love. Is it, is it going to be podcast? Yeah, is it podcast or, related like, or life? Related? Because oh. there's going to be a lot of life ones on both of us. Free range. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'm trying it. to. Uh, I'm trying to think of a podcast one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a, that's a good idea. We should keep it. You know, right. podcast wise, I'll say this: there are times where I, I am trying to. I, I'm on one. Maybe I'm ranting a little mm -hmm. bit, or I'm feeling it, and I feel her energy of like her impatience of okay, dude, shut up. And in my head, I'm trying to finish my thought, and here she is, like, okay, hurry up, hurry up. And it bugs the hell out of me. Uh huh. I know exactly. Like I've literally like, tapped my finger, and I'm like, it's not something I'm trying to tell him to hurry up. But in some ways, I'm like, oh, let me get my point across before you finish up your point because there's something I want to interject. So no, I I completely understand that. Um, excitement of it all. Yeah. Uh, mine. What would mine be? I was gonna say this one, but I. I don't know. Oh God, uh, here it, we go. Well, no, I'll say two because one, one, he's clumsier than hell, right? So after, after like, uh, it doesn't matter if he has a water or coffee or tea, or if there's a King's win, he's, he has a beer. If, a, if the Kings win and no matter what, he is spilling something like he needs a sippy cup and we have equipment up here and it doesn't matter because he's so theatrical with his hands and just, it's know. okay, but it's like, put your cup on the ground then. Okay. So that would be one. Number two, 
those moments we're going multiple i'm just going to wow the the moments the moments that he is kind of talking about where he just kind of goes on his rants and uh i i've gone back and looked at podcasts and it'll be like a three minute straight thing where he is just on one but there's times I don't like it, but other times what I really do appreciate about it is that you can hear the passion in his voice and the energy in his voice. And I look back at those times and I go, all right, may- maybe Morgan, you should be more patient. Almost like there's a method to my madness yeah, a little bit. Maybe. Almost like there is a way, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but but either way, those would be my pet peeves. Uh, that was nice. Well, well, we'll hope that uh, this season you'll be drinking a lot more beers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've had too many so far, but we'll hope that's the case. Not many, um, man. <laughs> I'll send you guys an invoice, the counseling session invoice for getting it all out there. Uh, thank you guys for sharing that. Um, what is your your favorite part um, of your job? You know, being on a podcast and owning your own narrative. What is the favorite part? You know, of that process. Um, I'll start with uh, Deuce. I I would say for me, and I think about this for all creatives. You're a creative, right? You're doing this podcast, and you're involved in a lot of different things. And I've worked closely with some of the video guys with the Kings who I know, you know, quite well too. When you're creative, you want to just have the freedom, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing worse in this business. And it happens. It happens A whether lot. it's video or podcasting or radio television is you have a micromanaging boss. And it is the worst thing ever because although you want a boss that's engaged, you want a boss who believes in you and allows you to do your thing has that trust. I think you look at anything, the the best teams, they have trust in their players, right? Yeah. They're going to go out and execute the game plan that y- you set forth. So for me, what I love about it's, it's like, yeah, controlling the narrative. That's fine. I just like the fact that I can be me and I'm going to hold myself accountable. She's going to hold me accountable and we're going to put forth the max effort and we're going, because we take pride in what we do. Mm-hmm. And so it's so fun not to, we're not handcuffed. We're not like, hey, yeah, man, if only we could do this. It's like, no, we can do this because it's ours. And uh, I, I think that's the great part about it. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. The creative freedom, but also the transparency that you're allowed to have when you are independent because you it doesn't it of course it matters no matter what you say. It doesn't matter what level your podcast is on. You have uh, some sort of responsibility when there's a microphone in your face and you're putting it out there on social media, on a platform, you have some sort of responsibility. So be smart with your words and what you want to say. But the great part is when you're not working for this big corporation, you you can be transparent about things without someone getting butt hurt, without someone being like, hey, you shouldn't say that. And it's like, no, no, this is actually going to be better for your brand, for your organization in the long run, because people can see right through someone not being transparent, someone not being authentic and someone not telling the truth. So I love that we can do that and the freedom. Yeah. And I used to manage some of the video guys at the Kings and I always viewed them as artists. Yes. And it would be a battle that I'd have to deal with with my bosses sometimes, but I believe that in those guys and I thought they're going to execute. They do great stuff. And you know what's great? I could sit down and I'm I could tell them, like, hey man, you gotta step it up. It's a it's about having that relationship and communicating. But ultimately, look, you you put you hire people for a reason. Trust them to do their jobs, mm-hmm. hold them accountable for sure, but let them do it, especially when you talk about the industry we're in, which is a very creative, artistic industry. 
let the artist paint the picture. I don't need the, the you holding my hand while I paint the picture. <laughs> right, right. You know, you guys are totally right. And I, I would agree. The hardest thing about that, the toughest, is having that tape put over your mouth where you, you're an artist and you can't really share out. So um, I love that, that you guys have created your own platform and narrative and, and done just that. Um, now, before we go to commercial break, I have one more question. Um, what is, you know, because we have a lot of students that, you know, listen to this podcast and our audience is a sizable amount of young people. And a lot of them are wondering about careers they want to go into. And, and so it seems like sometimes all these careers are all glam and all glorious and, and all awesome. What is the hardest part, you know, about being a broadcaster? Um, you know, and what have you guys experienced on that end? I would say failing. I think failing is sometimes the hardest part because you have to be willing to fail in this business because you're going to fail a lot. And do you mean going after jobs? That's you mean exactly. What? That's some people define failure as different things. And when I'm talking about failure, I'm talking about being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, going after jobs, understanding that you have to spend uh, you have to work a, a regular eight hour job, but then spend another eight hours on the other stuff that you love and you dream about being in. Like you have to give it your all and be willing to fail, but don't accept failure. The most challenging part. And I, I want to make this point. I love what I do and I don't <laughs> want to, it to ever come across like, yeah, my job's really tough. I could, my life could be a lot tougher, no doubt about it. But I think for people, no matter what career field they're going into, you'll know you love it when it's what you think about. Mm. You know, when I watch a basketball game, and that's, you know, part, a lot of what we do is prepare. We watch games and we figure out, okay, what are the angles on this game? And what happened in the first quarter? What happened late in the game? What about that rotation late? But also for people in the broadcast world, I'm nerdy. When I'm watching games, I'm listening to the broadcast. I'm listening to see how the play-by-play -play uh, announcer sets up the analyst. I'm seeing how they go to break. I'm seeing how they handle a big moment in the game. I'm obsessed with trying to get to the next level. I know far too much about sports personalities in the business, news personalities, yep. because I'm obsessed with the game. I'm watching tape. I'm listening back to our old games and making notes about, okay, what can we do better? Um, we so, watch everything from local to national news, not because if we want to hear what's on the news, but because we want to see how producers go about angles and stories and what their first story may be and how reporters are actually reporting on these stories. And I would say this too, you, cause you mentioned the glamor. If you are getting into a field that you view as glamorous, make sure that's not the reason you're getting into it. Right. I didn't want to get into this because I was like, Hey, I hope one day I can be a really famous sports personality on a national level. Like, no, I did this because I love sports and the idea of talking about sports and making money talking about sports seemed like a pretty fun life. And why I tell people you can't be a rock star if you don't know how to play an instrument. <laughs> so you got to learn the skill, man. You got to learn it. You got to talk to people. And that's what I do. I, I'll reach out to people in the business. I don't care who they are. You know, it, even if it's a young person, we could, yeah, but we learn from you, you know, yeah. on, on these be heard calls when you're there, like we learn from everybody. I'll learn from people who are doing college games. I'll learn from some of the best broadcasters in the country. It's being obsessed with learning. I still haven't even answered your question. What's the hardest part? I, <laughs> I, I the, the hardest part, I guess, is similar to what Morgan said. It's being mentally tough and understanding that 
it may not happen on your timeline. Yes. Right. Like you may not land that job. You may put that pressure on yourself. Like I got to have this job at 25 or right at when I'm done with college or when by 30, I got to do this. I'm all about setting those goals. That's cool. But understand that it may not happen just how you planned it. I didn't plan on getting fired from radio, radio on April 1st. I didn't plan on starting on a good day two weeks later. I didn't plan on launching a podcast, but you put yourself in a position where you build the relationships, you treat people well, and you hope for the best, and it'll likely work out. Right. When you work, you reap what you sow, essentially. When you work hard for something and you spend enough time into it, it's going to come back around. It's, it's going to come full circle, and that's what you hope for especially when it's your passion. Um, now we're going to go to commercial break. Got to keep the lights on. Um, and when we get back, we will be talking to Deuce and Mo about the Be Heard platform and the future of the Deuce and Mo podcast. So without further ado, we'll see you in a second, listeners. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you, listeners, for sticking with us as always as we close out here with Deuce and Mo. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the Be Heard platform. Um, whose idea was that? And, and who really started the Be, the Be Heard platform? So it all kind of started with Damien, Deuce, and myself. And Deuce and I, a lot of what was going on in the world, and we were looking at the multimedia platform, just even in Sacramento. And we're like, there's not enough diversity. Well, who else was already on this train? Of course, Damien Barling. And little did we know Damien was the one who was already coming up with ideas yes. about what he could do to help. We were kind of on the same page without talking about it. And we had known yeah. Damien for years because he used to work at KHGK too. And so then we started talking to Damien. We just all started kind of talking about this and we were talking about how can we start this platform to put voices out there that need to be heard within this community, a, a group of, you know, a diverse group of um, people that have some great voices, but there's a lot of places in Sacramento and even just in this state where it's like big corporations aren't picking the right voices. And so we were hoping to get that platform. We kind of put together the Be Heard platform to get those voices out there. And then on top of that, though, we wanted to make sure because I told Damien how I was privileged and had this school that had all this equipment for me to have this media program. And I said, there's so many students that are so talented that don't have that. How can we get that to them? And so we kind of teamed up with um, Source Media, as you know, Gavin, and uh, Sacramento Unified School District. Unified School District, thank you, Deuce. <laughs> and uh, and teaming up with them, it was we kind of started this mentorship program. Um, they already had something going on, so we kind of jumped on, so they could obviously hear us chat about where what we've done in our careers and everything. And from there, it kind of turned into more the youth within this program are helping us out just as much as we're helping them out because their voices need to be heard. And our youth is incredible in this city and it's incredible what they're going to do for this future. Yeah. It's interesting to see how it's kind of morphed, right? Where we do these calls twice a month that we hop on these zoom conversations and it's, we talk about some heavy stuff, you know, it's not just talking about, Hey, uh, so you did this. So, oh. How do I get in the How business? Do I get this? Because not everyone, of course, as you know, Gavin wants to be in TV or doing podcasts or whatever. But I think it's a great chance for uh, the young generation to connect with other generations and talk about life and talk yeah. about the real issues and things. Try to understand what 
uh, you guys are going through and, and what we're looking at and how we view things. And it's been beneficial so much for, for both sides. It, it Every time I leave that call, I, I feel like I learned something and I feel like that we are all making progress and all of us together yeah. are helping make the world better. And I think that's that's a big deal. And, you know, going back to the Be Heard platform itself with, with podcasting, we're still trying to grow it and we're learning along the way. Damien's done an amazing job taking the lead on it. I mean, it's it's crazy. His ideas come together and we're happy to be on board with him. But, you know, for us, before we even talked to Damien, I was looking at that landscape and I was looking at the fact that WFAN is a sports station in New York City. Think about how diverse New York City is. And you look up and down the lineup, it's a whole bunch of old white guys talking sports, maybe one white female. Woman, yeah. I mean, what? This is 2021. Like, these are the voices representing there's no youth, there's no people of color, there's no women. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, we, we need to be more diverse. Like, th this has to happen. And look around the NBA as play-by-play -play guys. Like, I, again, this is coming from a white guy who's trying to make it in this business uh, as a play-by-play -play guy. And there's limited jobs for sure. But I look at the NBA and I go, wait, there's 30 NBA teams. And bef before this season, there was one black play-by-play -play guy. I'm like, what? And the Kings did a great job when their search replacing uh, their old play-by-play -play boys. They hire Mar Mark Jones. They hire Kyle Draper. And they didn't just hire them because they're people of color. They hired them because they're open-minded enough to know, hey, we need to be more diverse, but these guys are great. Mark yeah. Jones does games for ESPN and Kyle Draper has been crushing it in Boston over the years. And they understand the importance of that. So uh, that's how I look at it. And we got a long way to go. And I, that's why I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I think being a part of the Be Heard podcast platform, the mentorship, all of it does kind of connect together. And yeah. hopefully we can make a small impact and together. Even if we make that dent, guess what? Maybe there's other people in other cities that are trying to make that dent as well and those little dents will go a long yeah. way in this country right hey man talk about the skill of those guys you mentioned i mean the mark and the the doug combo there man yeah. those alley-oops awesome to, to watch um now i gotta ask because you guys are busy you know and, and you mentioned that and one of the things i learned from you guys is about you know this type this type of uh media is being consistent and so you guys have a lot of time you put into that um, and about those conversations we have, you know, those are some that you got to put a sizable chunk of time into what makes you come back. And, and I took a little bit of a hiatus and, and I'm returning soon because I love those conversations. They're like therapeutic, but what keeps you guys coming back and spending, you know, time out of your day to, you know, participate in those conversations that we have? For me, it's, it's hope. It's, it's hope for our future. And, um, these youth voices, especially the mentorship part of the Be Heard platform, it's it's incredible, not only what it's done for the adults, but seeing where our youth can go and how much they can grow within a city that we love so much and we can help be a part of that. That's what keeps me going back because before them, I was losing hope in hum humanity, truly. It was, it was hard for me each week to just go through what we were seeing in our world and each week seeing talking to our youth within our community and hearing what they have to say and what they want to do it's like all right this gives me hope each and every month hope's a big part of it i think also the opportunity to have real genuine conversations and i've always loved learning learning from other people 
I think you can learn a lot from someone's story. And each person has a different story. And to be able to have a space where you get people from all types of backgrounds on one Zoom conversation twice a month, and we all feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable. Morgan's cried on one of those calls. Damien has. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, the adults sometimes get more emotional than the, the young adults or, or, or the high school kids. So it, it, it feels great to be a part of it. Sometimes I feel like I get more out of it than the yeah. kids, uh, to be honest, but maybe I'm reading that wrong. And that's my weird insecurity I have. Um, but like, no, it, it, it's, it, it's fun. It, it can be funny at times, it could be serious at times, but it's just another opportunity to grow. And I think if you continue as you go through life to strive to continue to grow as a person and not get to a point where you go, well, I'm 21 years old, I know the world. I'll tell you this, I'm 32 now. I look back to how I was at 25 when I thought I knew the world. I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't. Yeah. And, I, and when you get to a point where you go, I'm 32 years old and I'm comfortable with the fact that I don't know everything. That, that's a great point to be at because you wanna keep learning. And that, that's a, a huge reason why I like going and to those. Gavin, the relationships that are being built too, you know, we, we talked about this kind of in the beginning of your podcast where it's not networking, it's relationship building. And the relationships that we are all building and forming with each other could one day help one another, whether it's one of the young students or young high schoolers that young adults that want to be in a career where it is multimedia, or one of them ends up being with a company, but then that company uh, ends up sponsoring one of their other podcasts within source media. You know, there's just so many ways for people to connect and build these relationships. And you never know what could happen on later on in life as well. Right. And, and I really do love um, to one of the points that Deuce, um, you know, pointed out, I really do love how it, it does feel like a win-win situation. Where we're both um, getting something out of, you know, a relationship. Um, and I just love, you know, being a part of that and, you know, being able to share that information. And um, it's, it's therapeutic as I mentioned. Before. Yeah, it is. And the other thing too, I think sometimes, and it's not to act like we're so different or something, but, you know, I think sometimes you hear about mentorship programs, and you just get the sense it's these adults who are just telling the kids, right. this is what you need to do in life. Right. It, it, no, we're all humans. You, you, you young adults know a lot. And honestly, sometimes a lot more than older adults, for yep. sure. So like, that, that's the perspective to have is it's a conversation. And that's, that's, that's a big deal to me. Right. That's where we start conversation. Now, the Deuce and Mo podcast. Now, my question, my we dream question for today, hope you've been thinking about it, is what is your dream for the future for the Deuce and Mo podcast? My dream would be that it continues to grow and it grows even bigger outside Sacramento. Now, we have people who listen to us from all over the world. We just had someone buy one of our crew neck deuce and mo shirts uh and he lives in australia that's a pretty awesome thing like wow this guy listened to us from australia but i would love to see our uh, us continue to grow like we have the last couple of months and get to a point where we have like a legit studio not just mm -hmm. a room where we have our equipment a legit studio that's space we had guests coming through just make it bigger and better because i i have that much uh confidence in our ability i have that much faith that we are 
a really talented duo that could be on a much bigger uh, stage and you know on a national stage yeah i think the dream is you know we're seeing the impact that our conversations and our podcast has with some people and the feedback that we get it's it's incredible and for people to especially during these really really tough times come to us and say you guys are like giving me life you are the reason you know like you're you're helping me hang out with people virtually i'm hanging out with you guys i feel like i'm having a conversation and hearing that like just makes you want to keep going but to keep going you obviously and to put all your time and love and energy into this you have to make it into something sustainable and something that you can monetize and obviously build off of so my goal would just be to grow this enough where it would be enough income to keep this work on this each and every hour of the day to make the best product we could have out there um, for so many other people to listen to and enjoy as well that is awesome. Thank you for that dream, sharing that. And I, I see it coming into fruition. I see it coming. I see it happening. You guys are doing awesome, awesome stuff. Um, where can we follow you guys up at and, and listen to if the listeners want to check you guys out in your entertaining conversations? Where can they view you guys at? We're all over the place now. I, I think the best way is to go to deuceandmo.com, mm -hmm. D-E-U-C-E and mo.com. We're on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash deuce and mo, um, all the social media platforms. Yep. And then the audio version of our podcast, you can get on the Apple podcast store, Spotify, and uh, we talk sports and we have fun. You know, it's not like some, we can get serious. I think the best thing I I've always, I, I learned early in my career was put a show on that when someone tunes in and they download your podcast that you come across likable that they may learn something and they're going to laugh a little bit and it's the three l's and that's to me that's what you want to do it's like hey come on we're going to have some fun we'll, we'll be serious sometimes when the moment meets yeah. needs that but we're also going to have fun. it's sports it's supposed to be fun let's go back and forth let's throw jabs at each other let's have fun in the chat that's what we try to do that's awesome and going back to your dream i was hoping you might in the dream statement you might throw in Kings getting to 500, but that's okay. <laughs> I think they can do it. I think they can. You guys have some hope? Th this year? Um, I, I I don't see 500 uh, this year, but and Gavin, the last time they made the playoffs, I was at their last playoff game. It was game six against the San Antonio Spurs <sighs> at Arco Arena. Hmm. That was in 2006. I was hmm. 17 years old. I was still in high school. My part-time job was working at KFC as a cook while I was interning at KHGK. That's how long it's been. I would been love a, a 500 season. Yeah, I don't think you'll see it this season, but you know, the way that things are trending, especially getting a rookie like Tyrese Halliburton, mm -hmm. it's just, you're seeing some positivity and um, some development with their young players. So hopefully that will just keep growing. Oh yeah, we're gonna keep growing along with the Kings, Deuce and Mo podcast blowing up as well as We Dream. As you guys go ahead and follow Deuce and Mo and check him out, make sure you follow us at MWLA Sacramento and our platform at Be Heard Platform. Check us out on socials. With that said, from myself, Deuce and Mo, Puppy Carlin, see you later. Thank you so much for listening and peace out.